Welcome to On The Way, where we walk through scripture in episodes that are short enough that you can listen to them on the way to your destination and deep enough to help you on the way to becoming who God created you to be. We are being sanctified. We've not yet reached perfection. We are not yet in heaven, but we are on the way. Hey, welcome to episode 25 of On The Way. This is the fifth episode in the book of Luke. And as a reminder, let me say, because Luke is such a long book, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm not going to read much of it in these episodes to you. So if you really want to get everything out of this season that you can, you've got to go read it on your own in addition to, listen to listening to these episodes. Today we're going to do the second part of Luke chapter 4 all the way through the first part of Luke chapter 6, so it's about two chapters worth. We had a definite theme of baptism in our last episode, and there's a theme in this one too, and it all revolves around one word in Luke 4.18. It's the Greek word tohos. This theme starts in the second half of chapter 4 and goes through chapter 8. Eight, but today we're going to stop in the middle of chapter 6. And this section opens in Luke 4, 14, with Jesus's, Jesus traveling back to Galilee, then all the way back to his hometown of Nazareth. And while he's there, the people are all amazed by Jesus's teachings, until somebody speaks up and says something like, hey, what are you all excited about? This is just Joseph's son. We, we all know him. He, he, we've known him since he was a snotty-nosed little kid. That's the Mike Wilson paraphrase of that verse. And this is when Jesus responds with the famous phrase in Luke 4, 24, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. But actually what I want to talk about today is what amazed the crowd so much before they remembered it was just Jesus talking. So Jesus is teaching to them out of the scroll of Isaiah. For us, it's Isaiah 61, 1 through 2. They didn't have the chapter numbers and things back then, but it goes like this. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be set free and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it, the day of God's anger against their enemies, bringing good news to the poor. That's our calling. That's our job. If the version of Christianity you're following isn't good news, it's not Jesus's news. It's not Jesus's version. If the version of Christianity you subscribe to feels like bad news, you're following a man-made religion, not the gospel. Good news. Okay, I want to take a deeper look into this verse. If you compare different Bible translations of this verse, you'll notice that there's some pretty big disagreement on what it actually says. Some translations use the word afflicted. Some other translations use the word poor, the word meek, the word humble, the word lowly, or even the word beggar. And remember, in this verse, Jesus is quoting Isaiah. And if you look into it, the discrepancy is in both the original Isaiah passage in Hebrew and in Jesus' Greek quotation of the Isaiah passage. So I want to take some time to look at the original language of both of these verses, the original and the quotation. When Isaiah wrote his book in Hebrew, he uses the word hanav. And when Jesus quoted it, he used the Greek, the, the Greek word tohos. And the reason so many translations use different words to translate these words to English is that there's not exactly one single 
English word that translates either of these two Hebrew or Greek words. If you were going to literally translate these words, you'd have to use a phrase because that they actually mean, these words actually mean a person of low social status, an outsider, or a poor person. That's what this word encompasses. It's a whole category of person, a person of low social status, an outsider, or a poor person. So when Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the Tohos or Hanov, he's talking about more than just financially poor people. He is saying that God's kingdom is especially good news for outcasts. God's news is especially good news for rejects and for other lowly people. After this, Luke dives into a large section of stories that show us how Jesus is good news for the poor. He tells the story of Jesus healing a demon-possessed man, a bedridden sick woman, a man who has a skin disease, a man who was paralyzed, and many other sick people. Jesus even forgave a prostitute. All of these are examples of poor or tohos people. This section also includes the famous story of Jesus recruiting some of his first disciples who were lowly fishermen on the Sea of Galilee. Galilee. You've got Simon Peter, James, and John. Remember, there were m- many other disciples who were probably following Jesus at this time. John the Baptist had already passed the torch. And notice that the book of Luke doesn't mention that Andrew was recruited there at the Sea of Galilee. We know from other books that he was. So that makes me wonder, if there were more people recruited at the Sea of Galilee that day? Do, do we only know the names of some of the people who were, were recruited? If, if Luke left out Andrew, did he also leave out other people? We know that Jesus called many more disciples than just the ones that we have names of. It wasn't until later, and we'll read about this next week, that Jesus picked 12 of his disciples to be apostles. He picked 12 of his many disciples to kind of be his inner circle. But because it's such an incredible story, let's take a quick look at Jesus' first encounter with Simon Peter at the Sea of Galilee. So Jesus is teaching a big crowd of people at the Sea of Galilee, and while Simon Peter was taking all the beer bottles out of his fishing net after fishing all night long without catching anything, he overheard Jesus preaching. Then Jesus starts using Simon Peter's boat as a stage to preach on, and Simon Peter's intrigued enough to let him. Then after Jesus preached, he did a miracle for Peter. It went like this, Luke 5, 4 through 8. Jesus said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, We worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, what a powerful phrase, if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. God, I don't understand, but I trust you. If you say so, I will. Remember, Jesus healed Peter's mother and the mother-in-law in the chapter just before this. So even though Peter thinks it's a dumb idea to take fishing advice from a stonemason and Peter's a fisherman, he's just cleaned out all his nets, totally inconvenient to go out in the middle of the day when it's a terrible idea to fish and throw out his nets. But he says, if you say so. Verse 6. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, 
Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. Incredible. This is such a powerful scene. Earlier, Simon Peter called Jesus master. It's a sign of respect that that he was giving Jesus because Jesus healed his mother-in-law, but now he calls Jesus Lord. And how does Simon Peter respond to the recognition that Jesus is Lord? He falls to his knees. He repents. And so should we. So then Jesus invites Simon Peter and the other fishermen to follow him. And they all dropped their nets, left their family businesses, and followed Jesus. What was Jesus doing? He was expanding the circle of who gets invited into the healing power of God's kingdom. And he was expanding the impact of his healing on those who were healed. Yes, Jesus can heal you physically, but Jesus shows that he was introducing a new, better form of healing. You see, the old covenant law was powerless to heal the root cause of sin. But the new covenant's grace, it could. So that Christ could sanctify us, so he could make us the people he originally created us to be. Christ came not only so he could forgive us, of our sins, but also so that he could heal us of our sinful nature. Sure, God can heal us physically, but Jesus's physical healing was an introduction to a much greater healing. He wants to sanctify us. Even though we're not Jews, the Jewish king, the king of the world, invites us to be healed. Then Jesus got even more aggressive and invited a total outcast to be one of his disciples. In the second part of chapter 5, we have the incredible story of Jesus asking a tax collector to be his disciple. A tax collector. In their culture, that was someone who had been given legal authority to steal from people. So there's two amazing things happening in the story of Levi, or also known as Matthew. Well, there's actually more than two amazing things, but we're going to focus on two. So first, a rich guy who has been given authority to take whatever he wants from people is willing to leave it all to follow a stonemason turned rabbi. Then at the end of chapter 5 and the beginning of chapter 6, there's a discussion about observing Jewish laws. And he does this by pointing to two old covenant laws. The end of chapter 5 is about fasting and the beginning of chapter 6 is about observing the Sabbath, so resting on the seventh day. So Jesus is setting the world up to teach them a lesson. He starts teaching people that the requirement for being a child of God now has nothing to do with ethnicity, and it has nothing to do with obeying laws. Being a child of God is now all about grace. It's a gift, not a list of rules. Okay, that gets us to the middle of chapter 6. We'll pick up there next week. If you're getting together with a group to discuss this episode, we've included some discussion questions in the show notes. If you have time, spend a few moments in prayer before your gathering. Ask God to use these passages to form you into the person he created you to be. Thank you for joining me for this episode of On the Way. Here are the discussion questions for this episode. Number one, tell a story of a time that you felt like an outsider or an outcast. Number two, why was Jesus' message good news for outsiders? Number three, Jesus famously healed people physically, but how is spiritual healing more valuable to us? Number four, when Simon Peter realized Jesus was the Messiah, he repented of his sins. Why was this his reaction? Number five, why was it so surprising that Jesus invited a tax collector to be his disciple? And number six, 
What does Levi's or Matthew's willingness to leave his job teach us about the limitations of wealth and power to give us happiness? Thank you.